0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Saturday, November 26th. I'm your host, John June. Of course, I got my guy Greg Penniman with me. Greg, how you doing? How's your Thanksgiving, my guy?
1: It was good. It was solid. Uh had a good one, you know, spent with a lot of family. Uh good some good uh great actually Thanksgiving games 3. Pretty good close one, so that was nice. Um yeah, I'm I'm with the way Thanksgiving started, this week should be great.
0: Yeah, definitely some some great games. Uh I think, well, two of the three went down to the wire. Uh, the Giants Cowboys game was pretty close up until I think halfway through the, four, or, you know, the start of the fourth quarter. About, uh, I mean, we could sit here and talk about all these games and spend a lot of time doing that. Uh, but obviously, we have 13 other games that we have to discuss. So, you know, our Thursday night quick hits, uh, you know, our Thursday quick hits in this instance, Greg, just give me, you know, one or two guys that you thought had, some really good performances, uh, you know, coming from Thursday. Um, it could be you know, under the radar guys, could be you know, guys that we expected from, uh, with, you know, whatever I mean,
1: yeah, uh, under the yeah, we get some love to the people that you know don't usually. Isaiah, Mich- Isaiah McKenzie, uh, that was nice to see him get that, uh, you know, that the usage there, um, getting back to the slot receiver and um, having a, a good day, uh, pretty good day, actually, um, and. Primetime Kirk Cousins, man, I, I cannot believe it, man. The man had a, he had his game, so uh, proud of him. You know, hopefully, you know, we could uh, have, have more performances like this in, in, in big games for him because it seems like the Vikings are going to be, uh, you know, coming down to the wire, uh, trying to get that, you know, one of those top seeds in the NFC. Yeah,
0: no, Isaiah McKenzie definitely had a great game. Uh, I was, you know, definitely on board with that one. Um I think Mac Jones had his probably his best game of his career. Um, over 380 yards, uh, two touchdown passes. Um, yeah. So you know it was a good performance by him, and and you know hopefully continue to to elevate those pieces in that offense. Because weekly we've been saying it's only Ramondre and, and Jacoby Myers you could play, but we saw Devontae Parker had a good game, and and, uh, and Nelson Aguilar had, yeah. had a good yep. game as well. So, um, you know, it was definitely good to see, and then. On the on the Cowboys side, Michael Gallup stuck out. He had a great game. Um, yeah, you know, finally. a lot of a lot of tough catches as well. Um, you know, some contested catches. I thought he played he played really well uh, in in that game. So I was excited to see. Uh, and I'll cheat a little bit. I'll I'll do a third because Amon Ra killed. In, oh uh, man, you know that. <laughs>
1: That's automatic. That's a man automatic Ross St. Brown, yo. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Love yeah. to see him always, ball, man. Get his respect. Especially on prime time. I mean, not a prime time, but it's the only game on. So Yeah. I mean to, it's a it's an island game. Yeah, island game. Yeah. People got to really see Ra right? and Phil effect.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um Telling you, man. I mean, Trey White's back, but that Bills defense is one that I think we could continue to attack. I'm gonna keep attacking them until they until they they show us differently for pretty right. much. But right. All right. Uh, not gonna discuss any particular injuries, uh, injury issues in detail because we are gonna discuss every single game that has not been played for Week 12 yet. So, uh, and as we know, there's no players on by. So uh, pretty much or no teams on by rather. So pretty much gonna gonna cover all 13 games that uh, haven't been played. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. And these lines are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Hashtag not a sponsor. Uh, but the seven and three Baltimore Ravens traveled to Jacksonville to take on the three and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. This game has a 43 and a half point total, where the Jacksonville Jaguars are four point home underdogs. In terms of the weather, it's actually a rainy uh, weekend this week, uh, specifically in the Northeast. So a lot of rain, uh, some wind in some places. So definitely something to be mindful of as you set your lineups. Obviously I'll give you a heads up about which games have rain, which games don't. But obviously as we get closer to to kickoff, you want to monitor the weather situation because it could be the tiebreaker and some of these start decisions that you have to make. But, in this game here, there's going to be some rain um, for Baltimore in terms of injuries. Demarcus Robinson, the wide receiver, he's questionable with the hip. Uh, Lamar Jackson was also questionable with the hip on the injury report pretty much all week. Um, but he, he was pulled off the injury report on Friday. So if you are playing in super flex leagues or if you are the Lamar Jackson manager gearing up for a playoff run, secure Tyler Huntley, please. Like I don't, not really of the frame of mind of going with the quarterback insurance policy, but with with Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, we've seen come in and do eighty percent of what Lamar Jackson does, ninety percent of what Lamar Jackson does, and if you are in a one quarterback league, that's that's in a, that's a huge advantage, one that you you want to you want to continue to maintain. If you are in a two quarterback league, obviously. Quarterbacks are as valuable as running backs in that instance. So having the, the backup quarterback sometimes is not a bad idea. I'm not saying to go roster Colt McCoy if you have Kyler Murray, but this is a specific instance where the Ravens have a backup that fits the mold of the starter. So enough about that. Uh, Devin DuVernay, he's questionable with the hamstring. Left tackle Ronnie Stanley, he's out. So that's actually a pretty big blow for the Baltimore offensive line. And then for Jacksonville, Calavon Chason, uh, the – Pass rusher he is designated to return from injury reserve with a knee injury so greg i'm gonna kick it to you uh where are you going with this matchup here
1: i'm gonna take the under Uh, i'm gonna take baltimore to cover uh and baltimore to win um on baltimore side you know gotta stick lamar jackson as long as he's healthy he's playing he's a qb1 um as far as their pieces around them you know, Gus Edwards, uh, lower in RB2, I mean, more RB3, you know, high in RB2, I mean, low in RB2 upside. Um, as far as, you know, Mark Andrews being out there, he's healthy, top tight end option uh, that you're throwing out there every week. Uh, it's probably, you know, the guys I could really rely on. I got to probably see it again from a guy like Demarcus Robinson to kind of, you know, put him out there with confidence. Um, so I'm going to stick with the, you know, Gus Edwards running game, Lamar and Mark Andrews on the Jacksonville side. Uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a uh, you know, Q B two, uh high in QB two. I think he can have some uh, have a, a you know a decent day here. Uh Travis Etienne, of course, high and RB1. Um Zay Jones, uh the receivers, Christian Kirk, you know, and Zay Jones, I think those are receivers I'm looking at. Uh Christian Kirk being the one, uh being, you know, having some wide receiver two, strong wide receiver two, upside. Uh Zay Jones getting still getting targeted a lot throughout the season. So I think he's a solid, you know, flex option. And Evan Ingram. Uh, borderline tight end one, depending on how, you know, the day goes. He's been pretty up and down a lot this year. I mean, it's, that's being a tight end, but you're, you're, you're playing him.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the over here. I'm going to take Baltimore to cover. I'm going to take Baltimore to win. Uh On the Baltimore side, yeah, Lamar, obviously, he's a QB one. Mark Andrews, he's a tight end one. I, I, I'm willing to, to go out there with Demarcus Robinson. Had eight targets, at least eight targets in two of his last three. uh So, you know, that's pretty pretty solid there and the ravens don't have a number one receiver outside of mark andrews that that you could really depend on and and jacksonville is a little vulnerable in that spot so if you're desperate I, i get it the hesitancy but if you if you're really hurting or you need some help uh you know i i think you can you can go there gus edwards definitely agree with your assessment rb2 rb3 um you know have him probably closer to an RB three, but could finish as an RB two based on the matchup and you know how healthy he is coming into this matchup Uh, for Jacksonville, Travis Etienne, I feel like it's been forever since we talked about this guy. Um, But yeah, he, 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 he's an RB one. If you, if you've forgotten Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, the matchup in Yahoo will like say green, but this is not a great matchup for Trevor Lawrence. Baltimore has been much better as a pass defense. So he's going to be a QB two for me. Christian Kirk wide receiver two and then Zay Jones. Yeah. He's a wide receiver three, you know, wide receiver four flex option there. And then Evan Ingram. Yeah. He's been super disappointing. Um, I have him as a lower tier tight end two, but you could tell yourself the story here. I mean, with so many teams not on by, I don't, maybe you don't have to go to Evan Ingram. I don't know what the, you know, what your particular tight end yeah, situation sure, is in, sure. in your league, but, um, yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand there. All right, let's move on to this next matchup. Um oh god. Oof. The three and seven. <laughs> three and seven Denver Broncos travel to Carolina to take on the three and eight Carolina Panthers. This game has a 41 and a half point total. Again, there is expected to be rain in this game for Carolina in terms of the injuries. Quarterback PJ Walker, he's doubtful with an ankle. Uh linebacker Corey Littleton, he is uh Oh, Linebacker Corey Littleton, defensive tackle Matt Ioannidis, and cornerback Miles Hartfield, they're all out of this game. For Carolina, uh, continuing for Carolina, Terrace Marshall Jr., he's questionable with a shoulder. And then on the Denver side, wide receivers K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy are both out of this game. Uh, Defensive tackle Jonathan Harris is also out of this game. In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the under- I'm gonna take the Denver Broncos to cover, and I'm gonna take the Denver Broncos to win. You know, as bad as Denver's been, Sam Darnold starting this game, and and that Denver defense is pretty elite. Um, So yeah, this game is gonna be ugly, man. Taking on the Carolina side, maybe DJ Moore in this matchup as a wide receiver three or four. I mean, he had a lot of success last year with Sam Darnold uh, throwing a lot of you know balls underneath and whatnot. And there's no Christian McCaffrey, so. Maybe, maybe it's just as long as Baker's not back there, I guess. Right. Like as long as Baker's yeah. not back there, DJ Moore is going to get the football uh, for the Denver side, Latavius Murray. He's an RB two. Kendall Hinton <laughs> is probably the wide receiver that I want to go with over Cortland Sutton. I mean, he's just been he's seeing targets. He's been more productive with his targets. Uh, Not that I'm excited to play anybody from this pass offense, but I'm just saying if you are desperate and you need to go somewhere, Kendall Hinton is probably the bet. And then Greg Dulcich is a play as a tight end one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the under as well. Uh, I think I'm going to take Carolina to cover and Carolina to win. I mean, they're both just really bad teams, but Denver has just been, I mean, they couldn't get it done against, I mean, Vegas last year, I mean, last week. So uh, on the road, both defenses are going to just eat each other up, so it's going to be tough. But on the Broncos side, yeah, I'm not really trusting anyone except unless it's a Lat Murray, Latavius Murray. I think he's been a solid running back uh, so far in, um, for the Denver Broncos. Uh, as far as the receivers, uh, yeah, I mean, both Kendall and Cortland son have been very mid-options. Uh, I mean, tied to Russell Wilson, who's been mid all season, so I uh, think They're both in kind of wide receiver three category. Greg Dolchus though, uh tight end one. Um and then on the Panthers side is just DJ Moore. Actually, Dante Foreman, you know, I could I could play him. I could play Dante Foreman. Um but yeah, that's it's it's real tough for the for Carolina side. I mean, I think the most one I'm trusting more at most is Deontay Foreman as a a low-end RB2.
0: Yeah, I I could see that the narrative, uh, not the narrative, but the fact that you know they're home, they're favored. Uh, this game script kind of fits perfectly into Deontay Foreman's, uh, you know what he what he brings yeah, to the table. And so,
1: carries maybe you know.
0: <laughs> and Denver's rush defense has been susceptible, so yeah, Deontay Foreman's definitely in play now. The more I think about it, all right, let's move on to this this next game here. We've got the four and six Atlanta Falcons traveling to Washington to take on the six and five Washington commanders. This game has a 41 and a half point total where the Washington commanders are four and a half point home favorites in terms of the weather. There is expected to be rain in this game in terms of injuries uh, on the Atlanta side. Remember Kyle Pitts is on injured reserve, so he is not available defensive tackle Jalen Dalton uh, running back Caleb Huntley and then tight end Felipe Franks. They're all questionable. Um Actually, Jalen Dalton, the defensive tackle, is doubtful, rather. For Washington, Logan Thomas, he's questionable, the tight end, with a rib injury. J- Chase Young, the defensive end, who's making expected to make his return, is questionable with the knee. Benjamin St. Just and Dax Milne, they are both out of this game. And then linebacker Cole Holcomb was placed on injury reserve with a foot injury. Greg, where are you going with this matchup here?
1: With this matchup, I'm taking the over... Uh, I'm gonna take Washington to cover and Washington to win. Um, especially if Chase Young makes his debut, I think he'll have an instant impact uh, immediately. So hopefully he can make that uh, play on the Washington side. Though uh, Taylor Heineke's matchup is great on paper, um, but he's still in that super flex QB2 territory. Um, as far as the you know, other pieces, I do like you know Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. Tony Gibson obviously is the uh, lead, the lead here kind of, I think the preferred running back still uh, low in RB2. Um, Brian Robinson more in that RB3 category. Um, But the receivers though have an excellent matchup here. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, uh, I think those, you know, especially Terry McLaurin, he's got in the smash by here. I think he should have a great game. Curtis Samuel, same as he is every week, Uh, you know, wide receiver three, wide receiver four. Uh, That floor, you're just expecting him to hopefully, you know, not, no, give you zero points. Tight end Logan Thomas. I think he's back coming back into a playable category. Uh, I think he's could be someone that could be streamed. And then on the Atlanta, side, uh, we're going with you know, pretty much. I mean, Cordell Patterson has been pretty you know poor since he's come back since from injury. Uh, it's real tough. It's real tough. I think you're, you're forced to throw out Cordell Patterson. I mean, it's a lot because he's a running back. It's uh, very slim there, but other than that, I really can't trust anyone.
0: Yeah, I am going to take the over. I'm going to take Washington to cover. I'm going to take Washington to win. On the Atlanta side, maybe Cordell Patterson is your best bet, but like you said, he's Red, been oh, yeah. Bad yeah. Yeah, in he's two been. of three games. And then even yeah. the one game that he was good in, he scored two touchdowns, right? So we right. talk about that that floor-ceiling thing. He had sixteen and a half PPR points or something like that. You take those two touchdowns away, he really had four points. So, uh, it's it's really tough there. But like you said, you know, if you're desperate, he plays running back. I mean, there's no teams on by this week, so maybe like like I I'd I'd rather play Brian Robinson in this same game over Cordell Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh for Washington, you know, Scary Terry is a wide receiver two. Ag is a running back two. Brian Robinson's an RB three, uh, and then Curtis Samuel is a wide receiver three. And yeah, Taylor Heineke is streamable for sure. Uh, Atlanta's been beatable, yeah. Um, so yeah, you could you could stream him out there. Um. All right. Let's move on to this next matchup. We've got the five and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Cleveland, to take on the three and seven Cleveland Browns. Where this game has a forty-three and a half point total, and the Cleveland Browns are one and a half point home underdogs. This game is probably the worst of the games weather-wise. There is going to be rain in this game. There's expected to be wind. Um, you know, anywhere from twenty to thirty mile per hour gust, which Ooh. is is not great. So. um, Rainy, windy, definitely not great. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about Deshaun right now, but it just reminds me like, why did you go to Cleveland? Oh, Oh, two hundred thirty million dollars is probably why I went to Cleveland. Yeah. But just remember like the the all the the Cleveland games last or two years ago. Where it was well, just... when Baker,
1: basically, Baker's <laughs> performance was based off the weather, pretty much. That's how that's how bad it was, honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so you know, Jacoby Brissett. Tom Brady, both veteran quarterbacks, should, should be able to navigate this. Uh, but for Cleveland, in terms of the injuries, Greg Newsome, the cornerback, he's out with a concussion. For Tampa Bay, the big news that came out of the weekend, uh, Thanksgiving weekend, was Leonard Fournette, the running back, is doubtful with the hip injury that he suffered in the previous game in Week 10 against Seattle and London. So... There's an expectation here that he's going to miss this game, which means Rashad <clears throat> White will step in as a starter. And then in terms of uh, two players being out for Tampa Bay Buccaneers, offensive guard Luke, Luke Gadecki and Russell wide receiver Russell Gage are both out of this game. I will take the under here. I will take Tampa Bay to cover. I will take Tampa Bay to win for Cleveland. Jacoby Brissett, again, he, he was in QB1 territory coming into this game for me, but the, the weather does scare me a little bit. Rainy and windy, not ideal. Both wide receivers uh, for Cleveland, Amari Cooper and, and you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, they are wide receiver one options. But, again, both have some risk with the wind, uh, especially the wind is going to have an impact on, on those wide receivers that have, you know, higher average depth of targets you know, those guys that like to go down the field. So, you know, be mindful of that. David and David and Joku health is healthier this week, expecting him to return into top tier tight end form. Nick Chubb. He's an RB two on the lower side with a matchup versus Tampa Bay, who ranks 27th against PPR points allowed to the, to the running back position over the, over their last three games. And then Kareem hunt, he's probably in play as a, as a running back three, um, you know, maybe he sees more usage in the in the in the shorter intermediate passing game, with you know Tampa Bay being so strong as a run defense. But obviously, the wind, which would yield to you know shorter average depth of targets, so maybe Kareem Hunt has some value that way. On the Tampa Bay side, Rashad White is about to have his day, and RB one day is loading for my guy in a fantastic matchup, which we will talk about later. Uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, they're wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. Tom Brady's a QB two. Julio Jones has some some deep flex intrigue here with Russell Gage out. He was definitely more productive in their last game against Seattle.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm a I'm gonna take the under as well. Tampa to cover. Uh, Tampa to win. Um grew with you pretty much on a, a lot of this. Uh, Cleveland on their side. The definitely the weather's gonna affect everyone. So I think expect everyone to have kind of a slight up down from their their usual kind of rankings. But uh, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, is in he will you know always in that stream category um but just be mindful yeah the weather definitely like the the running backs here if it's still going to be a tough nose uh weather matchup so nick chubb should be kind of borderline rb1 um the, you know especially with the tough still with the tough matchup uh the receivers mark cooper and dom super jones uh mark cooper i think is you know still the safest safer option uh so i started you know Slow in wide receiver two category, Downs People Jones, kind of in that same area. Uh wide receiver three. Devin and Joku, though, should uh still have a, a great day here uh and a great matchup. And he's you know, when he's in and healthy, uh he's been he's been money for this team. And on, on Tampa, um, I agree with you, you know, with Shah White being in, if Leonard Fournette can't go. Uh this is the guy we've been saying every week to go pick him up. This is why for these situations, uh, so you can just plug and play. Uh, start him kind of like the you know the Tony parlor thing, you know, uh, early in in the year when he was with Zeke. the last couple of years, uh, the receivers: Goblin Evans. You're playing him wide receiver twos, uh, and I do like yeah, Julio. It seemed like Tom Brady wants to give him the ball, wants to give him touchdowns, so has a has a keen to throwing it to him. I think uh, he'll have some value, especially down the season.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, things I think are interesting. Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones have. Basically the same exact average at the target. They have basically the same exact yards per reception. This is over the last their last three games, Mm -hmm. Uh, same exact yards per reception and pretty much the same catch rate. So uh, they're pretty much playing the same role. That's something I thought was interesting and I thought I'd share. Anyway, let's move on to uh, this next matchup. The six and four Cincinnati Bengals uh, traveling to Tennessee to take on the seven and three Tennessee Titans. This game has a forty-two and a half point total, where the Cincinnati Bengals are one and a half point favorites. This game is a rematch of the divisional round matchup last year, where the Cincinnati Bengals went to Tennessee, where the Tennessee Titans were the one seed and uh, sent them home early. So this will be interesting, and this game also has significant playoff implications in the AFC. Um, you know, we're getting around that time where these games tend to matter a little bit more. Uh, so, you know, these, especially in, in these tight conferences, uh, I think, we're, you know, week 18 is going to actually really mean something. I don't think you're going to have anybody sitting sitting anything out on, unless, you know, some teams, you know, really fumble the bag here the rest of the way. But um, in terms of the injuries here, Uh, Well, the weather's okay in this game, but in terms of the injuries, Joe Mixon, running back for the Cincinnati Bengals, he's out with a concussion that he suffered in the previous game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jamar Chase is questionable. Game time decision for this game, so something to keep in mind. Dax Hill for Cincinnati, he's questionable. Uh, And then for Tennessee, Randy Bullock, he's questionable at the calf. And then Danico, Randy Bullock's a kicker, by the way. And then Denico Autry is out with a knee injury. So, um, Greg, where are you going with this matchup here?
1: Uh, I think I'm gonna take the over. Uh, I'm gonna take Cincy to cover, Cincy to win. Uh, this is another smash rod matchup for you know Joe Burrow and this offense. Uh, Joe Burrow should have a, another great day. Um, start of the week potential uh, for for him for you know Joe Burrow and his his team. Uh, no Joe Mixon. So, you know, I think Samaj P. Ryan is a is a good slide-in option. Uh, I think he should, you know, lead this team in, in you know, carries and in, in reception as far as the running backs. Um, so he, you know, I think is a plug-and-play RB2 option right away. I think that's a good expectation for him. Um, as far as the receivers, if Jamar Chase is able to go, you're playing him. But without him, uh, all the receivers have great matchups in this one as well, along with Joe Burrow, T. Higgins uh, in the smash by Tyler Boyd should be uh in a good spot as well uh, obviously he gets bumped down with jamar chase is playing to more of a wide receiver three wide receiver four if chase is out i think boyd is more of a you know wide receiver three with some wide receiver two upside hayden Hurst uh has been pretty you know you know so so lately i think he's just uh in the streamable tight end category um and then on the tennessee side derrick henry you're playing him no matter what doesn't matter the matchup uh I'm definitely interested to see how you know if you know Tannehill can get kind of get going with these receivers. So I think I'm willing to still play Jalen Burks um, and you know as a a deeper league flex Um, and Robert Woods. They're both in that same category. I think I would you know have a better measurement who's going to you know kind of take this lead dog in this this offense. Um, But they're both in that lower end flex category.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take Tennessee to cover. I'm going to take Tennessee to win. Uh, for Cincinnati, I definitely agree, Joe Burrow, he's a QB one. Uh, Jamar Chase, I think I'm probably going to put him in wide receiver two territory in his first game back. I think you kind of have to play him if he plays. You know, he, he could be potentially limited, but his upside on, you know, just based on touchdown equity is just too important. T. Higgins, uh, he's a wide receiver. One, I think, uh, just double check this really quick, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm willing to go out there with, with, uh, with Hayden Hurst. Uh, you know, the tight end, uh, the matchup from a tight end standpoint for Tennessee, you know, they're 13th and fantasy points allowed, PPR points allowed the last three, their last three games. So, uh, you know, it's decent. You know, maybe Chase, you know, maybe take some targets away from Hayden Hurst. Uh, but, you know, if you're if you are hurting for tight end, you know, definitely could have worse options than Hayden Hurst. Thanks to Maj P. Ryan, you know, he's obviously going to get the start this week. Um, he's an RB one option. I think despite the tough matchup, he should see enough volume and enough work in the past game to, I think, come through and have a, a fantasy friendly day. And then on the Tennessee side, Derrick Henry, he's an RB one for sure. Ryan Tannehill, he's a QB two. Uh, like you said, I'm curious to see if he can continue to elevate his pass, his, you know, his his passing prowess and, and elevate these pass catchers like a Traylon Burks, like a Robert Woods. I'm just saying, man. They drafted Traylon Burks to replace AJ Brown. you remember, Greg? I know you, you remember, right. but yeah, yeah, there was there was that stretch of AJ Brown's rookie year where he was basically useless to oh, us from a fantasy perspective. Yeah.
1: Yeah, then he became a league winner.
0: He was a league winner down the stretch. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just I'm itching. I'm getting I'm getting that itch, you know. So uh, you know, maybe Traylon Burks I mean he's the in this game, I mean he's probably a he's he's a he's a better DFS play, I think, than he is like a like a redraft play mm-hmm. right now because his upside is tantalizing the the matchup here is is decent. Uh, from a wide receiver standpoint, but you know, just in this game, right? If this game gets a little back and forth, and these, you know, Cincinnati tries to gear up to stop Derrick Henry, Traylon Burks is going to have to make some plays. So, definitely agree with you there. And then Robert Woods as well is definitely in play. But if which if you could play one of these two guys between Burks and Woods, who would it be? I
1: uh, think I'm um, to chase the that upside. I mean, because they're similarly in the same category, I'm, I'm going to go with Traylon Burks.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, right? Like, I, like I don't want the if I don't want the the floor to fall out under me, I'll probably go with Robert Woods, uh, just steady Eddie veteran. You know what you're gonna get, you know, five six catches. Yeah. Uh, but if I want that upside, I don't need a hundred yard game and a touchdown. I'm going with Traylon Burks. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to this next matchup, uh, which should have maybe a couple hundred yard games and some touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, The 1-8-1, Kyle Allen-led Houston Texans travel to Miami to take on the 7-3 Miami Dolphins, where this game has a 45.5-point total, and the Miami Dolphins are 12.5-point home favorites. The weather's okay in this game. In terms of injuries, cornerback for Houston, Derek Stingley, Came into the week questionable, has been ruled out of this game. So that's a blow for the Houston secondary. And then for Miami, running back Raheem Mostert is doubtful with a knee injury. So wheels up on Jeff Wilson, I guess. In terms of uh, the game here, I am going to take the under. I'm going to take Miami to cover. I'm going to take Miami to win. On the Houston side, Damian Pierce, he's 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 an RB one. Again, the volume should be there. Uh, he is proving that he's every bit of twenty the 2022 James Robinson uh, from from 2020. So, yeah, definitely continue to roll him out there. Nico Collins, he's a wide receiver three. Brandon Cooks, maybe a wide receiver four. I'm curious to see how how this plays out with Kyle Allen getting the start. For Miami, I mean, the. let me just backtrack a little bit. This matchup is really good for whoever plays quarterback. Um, now, again, not in love with the idea of going to a Kyle Allen, but I think you can get away with playing like a Nico Collins or maybe even a Brandon Cooks because the matchup is so good. Um, but for Miami, Tua Tungavailoa is a QB1. Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver one with earth shattering upside. <laughs> Jalen Waddle is a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Mike Gusecki, he's my stream of the week, has a nice matchup. Houston Texans allow the fifth most PPR points to the tight end position over their last three games. And then again, Raheem Mostert is doubtful. While Jeff Wilson <clears throat> was an RB1 coming into this matchup, or you know, oh, he's man. a higher end RB1 in this matchup. The Houston Texans over their last three games allowed the 12th most PPR points to the running back position. Uh, And that was last week. They were actually first. uh, So had a little bit of a down week here uh, as the Washington commanders couldn't, you know, didn't score a ton of points on the ground here. So I think Jeff Wilson is in for a a huge day.
1: Yeah, totally agree. Uh, I'm going to take the on. I'm going to take the over actually, but I'm going to take. Houston to cover but Miami to win. Um on the Houston side, um Damian Pierce is a lock for RB1 every week. Uh definitely been, you know, a great running back option, rookie option all year. Uh I agree with you with the receivers. Um, pretty much they're both Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are in that wide receiver four, wide receiver three category. Um, but yeah, with the new quarterback, you gotta you're not really opens a lot of doors to see who's gonna get uh, more targets in this one. So definitely intriguing to see who, what that is. And on Miami side, two is QB1, you know, Locke, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, both wide receiver ones. Um, and then Jeff Wilson Jr., yeah, man, he's in a smash by here. He should dominate in this matchup. Uh, Houston, uh, definitely been <clears throat> a struggling rush defense all season. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., uh, you know, getting a lot of touchdown, I mean, touches since he's been um, in Miami, 31 touches, been uh, getting a lot of Getting two touchdowns, so he's been used a lot. I like him here.
0: How crazy has Jeff Wilson's season been? Oh, right, man. like His it's gone. Is crazy, but yes,
1: yeah, this season specifically.
0: <laughs> this season has been yeah. absolutely absurd. He went from the dude on the waiver wire that maybe you yep. picked up because he's behind. He's behind Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell yep, yep, gets yep. hurt yep. week yep. one. We talked about the whole Trey Lance thing.
1: It's like a, then, a chart. About... Yeah. Yeah, so, Jimmy G down. comes in, and then this yep.
0: offense is regular, so, and Jeff Wilson's yep. killing. And then CMC comes in, and it's like, oh, well, I guess we gotta so, drop Jeff Wilson. Then yep. yeah, yeah. he gets traded, and then he's like, oh, he's an RB one again. Yep, this crazy, 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 absolutely crazy. All right, let's move on to this next game. Um, actually, gonna switch this really quick because we had some updates on this game, and I'm, I'm doing sorry to do this to you live, Greg, but I just thought that. Some of these quarterback changes were a little bit too important not to capture this newly this new line we have here where the three and seven Chicago Bears are traveling to MetLife to take on the six and four New York Jets. This game has a 38 and a half point total where the New York Jets are six point favorites in this one. First time they've been favored all year. Uh really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. There is going to be rain in this game. Uh, First Chicago, linebacker Sterling Weatherford, cornerback Kyler Gordon, and safety Jaquan Brisker, they're all out of this game. Justin Fields, who's dealing with the separated shoulder and his non-throwing shoulder, is questionable, expected to be a game-time decision. After being limited in practice all week, and then for the New York Jets, Dwayne Brown, the left tackle, he's questionable with the shoulder. He's expected to play. Kenny Aboa is is out of this game with a calf. Sheldon Rankins is out with an elbow. The defensive tackle, and then offensive tackle George Fant was designated to return from the injured reserve. Has not been activated yet, uh, but he could be. He's eligible to be activated as is offensive tackle Mitchell or uh, Max Mitchell. So both those guys, you know, could provide reinforcements to the Jets offensive line. In terms of this matchup, Greg, where are you going, bro?
1: I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Jets to cover and the Jets to win. I'm going to trust Vegas. You know, Vegas knows the line's moving for a reason. that's because, you know, they probably think Justin Fields isn't going to be able to go. Uh, so I'm a, uh, you know, lean toward, towards that theory and that uh, Justin Fields is, is not going to go. But on the bear side, if he is, obviously you're playing him. Um, if not, uh, Trevor Simeon will be the quarterback. Uh, that definitely, you know, changes things for, you know, the, the offense as a whole was kind of rolling, so definitely probably gives a bump down to Darna Mooney, um, who was kind of having a groove a little bit, maybe Koko Um So, but Koko I think, is still in that, you know, borderline, tight end one territory, Darna part more wide receiver four uh, in this matchup. Looking at the running backs, though, for sure. David Montgomery uh, should be in the, a strong RB2 category, so uh, keep playing him as such, you know, without you know, Khalil Herbert. Uh, and then on the Jets' side, um, Mike White, quarterback stream of the week. I think, you know, he's coming in here, has a, has a solid matchup, great matchup on the outside as well. Uh, so he should, you know, hopefully give you a, a, a solid day here. Um, running backs, Michael Carter and James Robinson, uh, they both have great matchups as well. I think they're both <clears throat> in an RB2 uh, p- category. Um, one of them, one of them should score a touchdown and kind of gets made possibly some RB1 upside. Uh, as far as the receivers, you know, Gary Wilson, he's in the RB2, high in R- not high, RB2 I mean, wide receiver two category for me. And then Tyler Conklin, uh, borderline uh, tight end one as well.
0: I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Jets to cover Jets to win the. Yeah. I mean, Justin Fields is tough. Uh, he, he's been practicing all week in limited fashion. You know, who knows, man, maybe the six points was more about Mike White than it was about Justin. imagine Mike White. Mike um, White. But it feels if Fields does go. He is on the lower end. If he, you know, if he does, cause he might be limited on the ground. He, you know, I don't think, obviously, Tom Brady could play with a, with, a, with an injury to his non-throwing shoulder, you know, because he's not going to run a lot. But Justin Fields, he takes a lot of contact. He ran the ball 18 times last week. That doesn't even include the plays that he's in the pocket taking sacks. And, um, you know, he he is uh, – he will be limited on the ground. And, and, the, and the matchup is tough. So even if he plays, I'm probably going to stay away from him down on the Chicago offense as a whole Dave Montgomery you know he he might be able to you know to be in play because of the volume but he again he might have a tough day especially if Trevor Simeon's you know the starter there um you know this Jets defense is is really aggressive uh you know coverage on the outside so expecting it to be a tough day if Trevor Simeon plays uh for the yep. New York Jets, Garrett Wilson—he's a—he's a wide receiver too. He does get a quarterback upgrade potentially? But Corey Davis is coming back, so that could cap some of his upside in terms of the target share that he was seeing week to week. Uh, you know, he was far and away this team's number one receiver. But again, with Corey Davis coming back, that could—that could change some of this a little bit. Michael Carter—he's an RB two. Uh, should see more targets in the past game. Mike White. I don't know if you remember Greg, but the first Mike White game was in Cincinnati. I mean, or against Cincinnati, Michael Carter had like eight targets that game. So um Michael Carter is in play as an RB two. And James Robinson, I think, is in play as an RB three. Greg, have you do you know about the coin?
1: Uh yeah, the coin play for the Jets uh is yeah. he still a perfect. That guy? It's
0: still perfect. Wow, it's still man. perfect. Wow. And it says that the Jets lose this game.
1: Then that means the Jets are going to (laughs) lose. So perfect to this point. Oh, man. I don't know. That's tough. So, for the listeners that may not know,
0: there was a fan um, who flipped a coin before the season started to predict the Jets' record for the season. And uh, right now, the man, that's impressive. The the Jets are six and four, and the coin is 10 and 0. Uh, So it says they. It says that they are going to lose this game, but it ultimately says that they will end up in the AFC Championship game, which also ends with a loss. So,
1: it must um, go on, on some streak at some point because they were six and two before that, and then uh, you know he had the two L's, three L's in a row. So, this is uh, the turning point. Maybe Mike White warms it up and then goes. No, off, it wasn't man.
0: two. It wasn't three. L's was. They lost to New England, then they beat Buffalo, mm. then they then they lost to New England. So they. <clears throat>
1: oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, so he has them going on a like a five-game winning streak to like close close out the season or something like
1: that. He probably didn't flip that coin for the past games, though.
0: (laughs) No, he flipped it for the past games. And it predicted lost. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: hate you. (laughs) I hate you.
0: you." (laughs) Was it 14 straight now? I hate you. Yeah, man. I don't hate Greg, actually. You guys all know I love Greg. Greg knows I love Greg, so. Hey, hate, hate is bad. It's terrible. Don't hate. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the 405 game. The 3-7 Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Seattle to take on the 6-3 Seattle Seahawks. This game has a wait, the Seattle Seahawks can't be 6-3. They gotta be 6-4. Mm. They're Seattle. six and four. Yeah. yeah. Um this game has a 47 and point total where the Seattle Seahawks are three and a half point home favorites here. There is expected to be rain in this game for Las Vegas. Uh, cornerback Nate Hobbs. He's on injury. He's designated to return from the injury reserve wide receiver. D Eskridge is out of this game in terms of the totals or in terms of the game here. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Seattle to cover. I will take Seattle to win in terms of the fantasy matchups, Las Vegas. Josh Jacobs is an RB1. Devontae Adams is a wide receiver one. Foster Moreau gets a matchup here against Seattle, mm-hmm. who has been better in recent weeks. They're 15th in PPR points allowed to the tight end position. So he's in play as a higher end tight end, too. He's been he's been not very good um in his opportunities. In this matchup, I'm willing to give him a shot if need be. For Seattle, Geno Smith is a quarterback one. Kenneth Walker is an RB one in a great matchup. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, they're wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. And then Noah Fant is a tight end one on the lower side.
1: Yeah, I'm also stick the over, take Seattle to cover uh Seattle to win um on the Vegas side. And, uh, you know, it's pretty it's simple formula for these guys as well. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams being ones at their position, uh, been great all year. Um, as far as the receivers, yeah, Foster Monroe then streaming, streaming territory. You can make an argument for that uh, with the matchup, like you were saying. Um, and Matt Collins uh, is, you know, in that deeply flexed category. Uh, so you can possibly throw him out there as in a desperation. And then on the Seattle side, Geno Smith, again, yeah, smash by here. Agree with you. Kenneth Walker, kind of like Travis Etienne, a guy we haven't talked about in a while, but he's been excellent all year since he's, he's coming through when he's taking the start. RB1 option, uh, love the receivers, both DK and Tyler Lockett, as I love Geno Smith. So they both <clears throat> are strong wide receiver twos. Um, you know, I think one of them gunning into that wide receiver one category, though, for sure. Uh, and then the No Fan um, is also in that. I think I would trust No Fan more. And, uh than Boston
0: around this matchup. Yeah, no no offense. Just really irked me with that drop touchdown in London, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> or not the drop touchdown. Just get your foot down, bro. Like you're yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a pro. I yeah. seen Greg do that, right? Get two feet in. Like, come on, guy. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's move on to this next matchup. The five and five Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Arizona to take on the four and six Arizona Cardinals. This game has a 43. 40- Eight-point total where the Arizona Cardinals are four-point underdogs. This game t- kicks off at 425 p.m. In terms of the weather, we're okay. In terms of injuries, <sighs> Arizona, man, they just can't get all their receivers healthy at the same time. Wide receiver, Rondell Moore. He is out with a groin injury. Greg Dortch, DMP all week, questionable with a thumb. I think the expectation is that he will also miss this game tough. Marquise Brown expected to return off the injury reserve, expected to be activated, and according to Coach Cliff Kingsbury, he expects Marquise Brown to play. Kyler Murray has been a full participant in practice this week. He's expected to return to the lineup here. For the Chargers, wide receiver Mike Williams, he's out with an ankle. Safety Nasir Adderley, he is doubtful. In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Arizona to cover four points. But I will take the Chargers to win this game because this is exactly how this game should...
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: That's exactly how this game should go. Um, Probably one of my my bigger start-sit decisions comes from this game. And we'll talk about it in a little bit. But for Arizona... Quarterback, uh, or Kyler Murray, he's a QB one. DeAndre Hopkins, a lower end wide receiver one. James Connor, uh, RB two. Trey McBride, he's in a great spot here, uh, as well. He's in a good matchup. Uh, uh, you know, the Chargers allow the third most PPR points to the tight end position in their last three games. Granted, that does include a matchup against Travis Kelsey, uh, where he scored three touchdowns, but, uh, they do. He does get Kyler Murray back, so that's a, that's a boost as well. There's no Rondell Moore, potentially no Greg Dortch, so that maybe even means more targets in the middle of the field for Trey McBride. Marquise Brown, he's making his way back, so he could see snaps and opportunities. You know that should be available. And then on the Chargers side, Justin Herbert is a QB one. Austin Eckler is an RB one. Keenan Allen back in play as a wide receiver one. Josh Palmer probably going to be a wide receiver two for me in this one. Gerald Everett, he's in a great matchup as well. Tight end one option. He's coming off the groin injury, so so you know that, that's definitely tough. But the matchup is fantastic going up against Arizona that allows the the most PPR points to the tight end position over the last three games. And the tough start sit decision I was I was alluding to before was Gerald Everett versus Trey McBride. So Greg. I'll ask you, but if you could also answer that question for me, that'd be ideal.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna agree. Take that over. Take the Cardinals to cover, but I'm gonna take the Chargers to win. Um, on the Arizona side, Calamari, you're playing him if he's you know he's he's out there. He's getting healthier. QB one, James Conner, I think is almost a borderline RB one. The matchup is great. You know, we you know we like to attack the Chargers' rush defense. Uh, so uh, playing out there with confidence. Receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, your first option uh, as a borderline wide receiver one. Uh, Marquise Brown should be working his way back. So I uh, think, you know, a little more wide receiver three territory. Um, but with their, their banged up, they got to have one more piece maybe that could possibly be an option. I mean, Trey McRide. So I think that should you know, help them out a little bit. Uh, maybe they used a little Robbie Anderson in this in this one. Uh, so we will see about that. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I do like Trey McBride a little more as, as he gets work in, in in the middle of the field. Um, on the Chargers side, Herbert, QB1 option, uh, borderline QB1 option. As Eckler has been just absolutely amazing all year. He's just <clears throat> been that guy. I mean, uh, you know, we talked about Saquon being that number one option in redraft. If you draft today, I think Eckler's right there with him uh, if, you, if you were to, to draft again today. Um, and then as far as the receivers, Keenan Allen being back to that high and wide receiver two territory. Uh, and then, you know, if Mike Williams can't go, then, you know, Josh Palmer uh, gets an extra bump. Um, but I think Jared ever has been very underwhelming. Like he's had great matchups, just hasn't really come through. So I think I'm, I'm thinking leaning towards driving in this one.
0: It's, it's one of the, it's honestly one of the toughest decisions I think I have had to make all year. Um,
1: Another great matchup for him, but like, yeah, he just definitely hasn't, uh, you know, found, uh, you know, hasn't boomed as a, as a good day for what you expect from this offense injuries to the receivers. He's had plenty of opportunity.
0: He's had plenty of opportunities. I mean, that's kind of Gerald Everett's career, right? We've always looked to him when he was in Seattle and he was with the Rams. We're like, Oh, he's going to, he's going to have a, he's going to have a day. He's going to break out. It just kind of never happens. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. We'll see, because I I definitely I actually made my decision, uh, which is captured in the starts of the week. So (laughs) (laughs) I guess you'll have to stick around for that. Uh, Let's move on to um, or just one other note on that game before we move off of it. We did see D hop his first game back had some opportunities in the slot. So maybe there is an opportunity here where they do move him into the slot you know, without a run, without a Rondo more. And maybe that leans, you know, like you were saying, Robbie Anderson gets some more opportunities on the outside. You know, maybe AJ green gets some opportunities on the outside. Not you're going to play either one of those guys in fantasy, but, um, cause Robbie Anderson has been terrible since he's, since he's gotten gone to Arizona. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. think he has, I don't think he has a catch, yeah, or he, he does. Know, you know, yeah. Or <laughs> like negative four receiving like negative four yards per reception or something stupid like that. Um, all right, let's move on to the next matchup. The 3 and 6 Los Angeles Rams traveling to Kansas City to take on the 8 and 2 Kansas City Chiefs. This game has a 44 and a half or 44 point total where the Kansas City Chiefs are 14 and a half point favorites. Um I think the Rams are 3 and 7, but either way. Uh in terms of the weather, we're okay. In terms of injuries, Greg, would you believe it? Kadarius Toney is out of this game with a hamstring injury.
1: Uh, man, wasn't a fluke, man. We, you know, we thought that he was taking that injury <laughs> in New York. Uh, but now but now we know he was really dealing with something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Clyde Edwards, he's on injury reserve with an ankle. And then for the Rams, Traven Howard, he's out. Brian Allen, the center, he's also out. Tyler Higby, the tight end, he's questionable with a knee. And then Allen Robinson is questionable with an ankle Greg, where do you lean when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs in this Rams, in this Rams matchup?
1: I'm going to take the under. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover and the Chiefs to win. Um, you know, On the Chiefs side, Patty, you should do, can dominate in this game. I think they kind of – I think they lean on the run game a little more here too um, because, you know, they're going to be up. Uh, they should be controlling <clears throat> possession. So, uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, i think is uh r b three but uh he's you know got I think r b two for me in in this week uh, i think he you know has a probably the best day of his season so far uh in this week you see, in the usage. jeed mckinnon uh also like a low end flex option board a uh, deeply flex option uh if you're if you're desperate but the running game i think should get a little bump in this one Do at the you know as far as the receivers juju's in a great spot here a uh, great matchup uh have him as a strong wide receiver too um as far as – I mean, no Kadarius Tony, so you would think – besides Travis Kelsey, he's, he's the main pass catcher on the team. But uh, Juju should have a good game. Um, I think – we're leaning on a run. I think MBS is probably not an option. I think uh, I'm just going to trust Juju and Travis Kelsey. And then on the Rams side, it's tough, really. But maybe Tyler Higby, and that's about it.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take Kansas City to cover. I'm gonna take Kansas City to win. For Kansas City Mahomes is a QB one. Travis Kelsey it's a tight end one. Juju Smith Schuster, a wide receiver one. Derek McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco, they're both RB3 options for me. Pacheco probably, like you said, could see more, you know, a positive game script in this one. Could see more carries. So, you know, could slide into an RB2 day for Kansas City, or sorry, for the Rams rather. Tyler Higby. Definitely a tight end one, or not definitely a tight end one. That's like nothing is definite in this Rams offense. Yeah, not
1: not with with Bryce Perkins. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, but Tyler Higby, he's in play as a tight end one. Allen Robinson may be in play as a wide receiver for flex option. Uh, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say these words Bryce Perkins is a QB2. Okay, the matchup is great, his legs are great. I'm sure they look great, but they do great things for fantasy. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) he's a 14 and a half point dog, which in theory isn't, isn't fantastic. That's going to come with poor play, you know, maybe some interceptions, maybe some, maybe a fumble here or there. But if he runs for, he ran for 24 yards, I think in his previous game. And he like literally didn't start the game. He just came in and started playing and it's like, I guess I'll run the football. Um, So if he triples that in this game, I think that's good enough to bring forth a QB two day. I'm not, I'm not saying that if you're one quarterback Lee, you pick up Bryce Perkins and you start him, but if you're in super flex and you're hurting right now for a quarterback, I would not be opposed to going after Bryce Perkins. And that's my point. Um, And that's, that's all I'm going to say about this matchup.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, any, Russian quarterbacks just is a cheat code, and they can make bad matchups, bad situations. They defy all odds. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Unless their name is Kendall Hinton, and they don't actually play quarterback. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it works. Let's move on to (laughs) – let's move on to – sorry, I had to look at that the other day because I was looking up Kendall Hinton, and I was like, yo. That game was crazy. One of nine for two interceptions. Oh. <laughs> um, they
1: scoring as much points this year though as well. So like Kendall Hinton, you know, looking back at it, you know it wasn't it wasn't too bad for Denver.
0: <laughs> uh, quarterback controversy in Denver right now: Kendall Hinton versus uh, Russell's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to this next. Denver Broncos fans must hate us. I'm sorry, Denver Broncos fans.
1: Nah, they, I hope they hate their team first more. Like, yeah, hate the team first. It's really first. bad. <laughs> yeah, yo. <man>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, just know we, we came into the season rooting for Russ, right? We wanted oh, to see for Russ. Oh, sure, like, man. Like... That's probably oh. why I'm really mad. Cause I like there like there's just a lot of money that I wasted betting on Russell Wilson. Yeah, right
1: yeah. Now. No, you, you put your money <laughs> in your mouth too. Like this is MVP, he could have been MVP favorite. I thought no leading touchdowns favorites like this man was yeah. set up to for for greatness, man. For greatness.
0: <laughs> fraudulent. Straight up fraudulent. All right, let's move on, man. <sighs> The, even when we're not talking about Russ, we're talking about Russ. That's cr- like, how do we even end up talking about, <laughs> we're talking about the Kansas City
1: Chiefs. Cause talk talking about a Denver quarterback. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's, let's talk about the four and seven new Orleans saints traveling to Kansas or to San Francisco rather to take on the six and four San Francisco 49ers, where this game has a 43 and a half point total. And the Niners are nine and a half point home favorites in this one. Uh, in terms of injuries, For New Orleans, linebacker Pete Werner, defensive end Peyton Turner, and safety JT Gray are all out of this game. And then for San Francisco, wide receiver Debo Samuel is questionable with a hamstring. In terms of the matchups here, Greg, where are you? Oh, I guess this is me. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take San Fran to cover. I will take San Fran to win. Nine and a half is a lot. I feel like San Fran's been getting some lines that they shouldn't be getting, but they covered last week, so... Uh, New Orleans. Oh, Alvin Kamara. By the way, sorry. This is this is big news. Alvin Kamara was a DMP on Friday with an illness, so that's something to monitor. Seems like Mark Ingram is making his way back from injury, so if you are the Alvin Kamara manager, might want to scoop up. You know, Mark Ingram. If, if you're not the the manager, you might want to scoop up Mark Ingram. Uh, but in terms of the matchups here for New Orleans, Chris Olave. He's a he's a wide receiver one. Alvin Kamara, obviously, if he goes, I'm going to have him down as a borderline RB1. For San Francisco, CMC, he's an RB1. Jimmy G, a high-end QB2. Brandon Ayuk, a wide receiver, 2. Debo Samuel, probably a wide receiver, 3 flex play. And then George Kittle, a tight end, 1, while I'll have Elijah Mitchell down as an RB3 flex option.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the under I'm gonna take the Saints to cover, but I'm gonna take San Fran to win. Uh, on the San Fran side, uh, Jimmy G, uh, I think, is in streaming category. Uh, I think he can possibly have a solid day, more in that mid tier, you know, QB 14-15 range. Um, so as, as this, you know, pieces around him, Christian McCaffrey, starting him as a RB uh, one. You, you know, you wanna definitely wanna see one of those days, the a good day like he had in his first couple of games, last couple of games, you know. Uh, the usage has been a little up and up and down. Um, but he's still you know trying to find the finding the end zone. So you're playing him as RB1. Uh Elijah Mitchell though is, I think is in play a little bit. I think he more in our RB three category. Uh if you're in a desperation, uh you need a running back. He he possibly is in play. Debo Samuels back as a uh you know, high end wide receiver two, uh, wide receiver one upside. Uh Brandon Ayuk, um more of that, you know, low end wide receiver two category. Uh George Kittle tight in one on the same side, pretty much if Alvin Kamara can't go, obviously, you know, you're you're pivoting. Uh not can't replace that production with Evan, I mean Mark Ingram, but you know, you're 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 pretty much an instant plug and play kind of like RB three. Uh but if he go does go, Alvin Kamara is a uh borderline RB one Chris Alave, wide receiver two category. Uh and then I think if you are in a pinch you need a receiver, Jarvis Landry is an option. And Juwan Johnson, uh every week streaming tight end.
0: Do you know what's absolutely crazy? Is Jawan Johnson your stream of the week? He,
1: yes, he was.
0: I had a dream that he scored two touchdowns last night. There you I don't go. know why Jawan Johnson was in my dream, but there now that go. you said it, I was like, yo, he, I had a dream that he scored two touchdowns last night. So, yeah. I'm here he's for defin- <laughs> He's definitely <laughs> in play Visions, as a <laughs> We're
1: on that next, next level of fantasy now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super Saiyan type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's wild. Um, yo, so wait, you just said, you, so you're, you're Debo over Ayuk? Yes. I'm Ayuk over Debo. Yes. I feel like we should get yeah. a bet. Yeah, for sure. Because Ayuk's, yeah. Ayuk's been out producing Debo these last few yeah, weeks.
1: pretty much every week except, yeah, last week, yeah, in the last couple of weeks. Wait, last Debo week, had...
0: didn't Ayuk, Ayuk had two touchdowns last week?
1: Oh, did he? I thought Debo had a day, too.
0: Debo might have had a day. Oh, yeah. Did he Debo did Debo score a touchdown? Like a Russian touchdown or something like that? I don't remember. Yeah, I believe so. so I know you all he had was like those two touchdowns, though. So he had like Yeah, the yardage was low. Yeah, <laughs> it was like 14 receiving yeah. yards. Yeah. But he had two touchdown receptions. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the to the next matchup. This is Sunday night football. The four and seven Green Bay Packers traveled to Philadelphia to take on the nine and one Philadelphia Eagles. This game has a 44 and a half point total where the Philadelphia Eagles are six and a half point home favorites in terms of whether we're okay in this one, uh, in terms of injuries, Romeo Dobbs, he's out uh, with, with that ankle injury, Devondre Campbell. He's doubtful with the knee and then Philadelphia. They're okay for the most part in terms of the matchup here, Greg, where are you leaning?
1: I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I'm gonna take Philly to cover, Philly to win. Philly is just the better team. Um, you know, Green Bay is just gonna continue to struggle, uh, especially with the the weak offensive line. Um, but on the Philly side, Jalen Hurts, QB one, lock it in. Miles Sanders, uh, RB two, uh, steady, steady RB two. Um, receivers, AJ Brown, uh, Devontae Smith. Uh, A.J. Brown, obviously, with the, the higher upside, I think borderline wide receiver one, Devontae Smith, a strong uh, wide receiver two. Uh, and then on the Philly side, uh, I mean, on the Green Bay side, uh, Aaron Jones, I think, is a RB1. He's been playing solid all year, playing, you know, and giving you the correct value uh, at his ADP uh, all season. Um, and then other than that, Christian Watson, man, just continue to roll him out there, continue to trust that uh, until the wheels fall off, man. That's all. That's all I want.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Philly to cover. I'm going to take Philly to win. Uh, for Green Bay, Aaron Jones, borderline RB1. Aaron Rodgers is a lower-tier QB2 for me. I'm probably going to stay away from him in this game in most formats. Watson, uh, Christian Watson, he's been he's been great the last couple weeks. Again, this is, a, this is a tough matchup for him, but will be a wide receiver three flex play for me this week. I mean, his touchdown – Equity, uh, these last couple weeks has, has been really fantastic. So, you roll them out there, um, you know, exp- hoping that, that that happens. You know, Alan Lazard, he's going to be a wide receiver three for me this week as well. And on the Philly side, Jalen Hurts, he's a QB one. I mean, he's got to be like Josh Allen's been great. Obviously, he had the he had a stinker last week, but J- I think Jalen Hurts has been probably the, the most consistent fantasy quarterback that you want like and week Patty. to week. Yeah, Pat yeah, Pat Pat Mahomes has been good as well. Yeah, he's 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 been he's been really good. Uh that's a that's a great point. He's he's been he's been really solid. Um yeah, just interesting thing that I thought. Uh Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, they're both wide receiver ones for me. And then Miles Sanders is an RB two, uh RB three option this week. Uh he's been disappointing in recent weeks, but you know, the matchup here is 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 pretty good. Uh, we do have a question. Ben Benguin Two says, "You think I should start Connor or Rashad White if Lenny's out this week?"
1: Gotta go, Rashad White. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm going Rashad White as well. If you stick around for a little bit, you might, I might, might be able to convince you here.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, think I think they call that a tease. In the in the uh, sh- in the showbiz industry, <laughs> uh, but let's move on to this next matchup here. Monday Night Football. Don't know why, but we're subjected to it. The three and seven Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Indianapolis to take on the four six and one Indianapolis Colts. This game has a thirty nine and a half point under. Mm. With, or th- thirty nine and a half. I said thirty nine and a half point. You would know.
1: Slide that in. <laughs>
0: another vision yes (laughs) this game has a 39 and a half point total where the indianapolis colts are two and a half point home favorites in this one this game is in the dome so there's no weather concerns for indianapolis uh there are a few guys questionable on both sides of the ball but nothing major or glaring for pittsburgh running back jalen warren he is a dmp with a hamstring They do have a few other guys questionable on the Pittsburgh side, but again, that's probably the most pressing one there. In terms of the game here, I will take the under. I will take Indianapolis to cover and Indianapolis to win. For the Indy side, Jonathan Taylor is an RB1, Michael Pittman Jr., a wide receiver 2. Paris Campbell potentially in play as a wide receiver 3. Flex option, Pittsburgh historically has been susceptible to the slot wide receiver and uh Paris Campbell operates that area of the field. So he's definitely in play for Pittsburgh. Najee Harris is in play as an RB one. George Pickens is a wide receiver three. I would play Pickens over Deontay Johnson. He's outproduced him, uh, you know, in most weeks. So I, I would, I would, go there. And then for Pat Fryermuth, he is a tight end. One has seen tremendous usage since the departure of chase Claypool. So uh, definitely expect that to continue down the stretch.
1: Yeah. I'm going to take the under, I'm going to take Indy to cover Indy to win on the Indianapolis side. JT well, been back <clears throat> last couple of weeks. So he's back to that uh, high in RB one level. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, I think he's a in a great matchup here, so I think uh, he should be kind of think he, you know wide receiver, two, strong wide receiver two. Uh, I think with some wide receiver one upside, Paris Campbell as well. I think it's a bump here. I think if you are looking for a receiver right now, um, Paris Campbell I think would be a, a great option. Um, so to give you a wide receiver two day, um, and then on the Steelers side, Najee Harris. He's a low end RB two. Um, the receivers definitely a hard to touch. I mean, main pass catcher I'm looking at is Pat Firemark as a high and tight end one. But yeah, if I'm gonna choose a receiver, I, yeah, they're both in that same. But I'm gonna chase upside and then go to Pickens as a wide receiver three, wide receiver four. Paris Campbell though, I'm with it. I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, Paris Campbell season. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, let's let's move let's move on to starts to the week, man. Uh, yes, I don't know if. Don't know if Paris Campbell will make it to this section, but there's only uh, one way to find <laughs> only one way to find out. <laughs> Greg, your quarterback start of the week, man. Who we got?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, back to you know, that Seattle quarterback that has been, been playing all we <laughs> great all year. Geno Smith going against Vegas. I mean, first of all, this matchup is prime right now. Uh excellent matchup. Uh Geno's been just pretty consistent, especially over the last all season, but the last four weeks. Uh, very, very consistent, two touchdowns in the last four games, at least, uh, you know, over you know, 200 yards. Uh, so I think he's going to have a tee up here as one of, have one of those big days where he gets close to that three touchdown mark, uh, gets close over 300 yards. I mean, Geno Smith should, should cook. Let Geno cook. Yes, sir.
0: I mean, his day could have definitely, I mean, this matchup would look a lot better if uh, a certain former Seattle quarterback didn't make it look worse on paper last week mm-hmm. after their horrible <laughs> performance. Right, Uh, right. (laughs) My quarterback start of the week is Lamar Jackson going up against Jacksonville. I'm going for a confidence start of the week here. You know, obviously you don't don't come out here trying to pick Lamar Jackson in the starts of the week, but he's been disappointing in recent weeks. Uh, So I I, got to go in here for this confidence start of the week. Gets a phenomenal matchup against Jacksonville, who's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to to the quarterback position over their last three games. Mark Andrews is getting healthier, and Demarcus Robinson seemed to be more involved in the pass offense. So he should get a bump in, in, in a pass game here uh, for Lamar as he's got some more weapons around him. Obviously, no, we know what Lamar can do with his legs, but I think we do get a top five week from him this week.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, we we need one of those uh, highlight days from Lamar. I see it.
0: Most definitely. Greg, your running back start of the week, man. I, I, I like this one a lot, brother. Why don't, you, why don't you share it with the rest of the people?
1: Yeah, man, got go. Our guy, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., the, the nomad of the NFL, nomad <laughs> of the season. So, uh, you know, coming off a, a great week last week, uh, almost tying the season high in yards, 1-1, rushing yards, one 119. 19, got a touchdown on, on 17 carries. I'm expecting a similar day to against uh, against Houston this week. Uh, Houston, a great matchup here. Um, but when Jeff Wilson has his days, it's around that 18 to 20 carry mark, and he's uh, over 100 yards in a touchdown. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. should be set up for a great day. Get great game script, everything set up for him. Have an excellent day.
0: Absolutely love that. Uh, Jeff Wilson was 100% in consideration for me. Uh, but I had to go with this other guy over here, man. The rookie, Rashad White, going mm-hmm. up against Cleveland. Uh, White gets an opportunity. and you know He got an opportunity in his last game against Seattle. Carried the ball 22 times for 105 yards. He didn't even see a target, which... That's the first time that that's happened in a game in which he received at least one touch. So I think he gets an opportunity after the bye week, rookie after the bye week, to be a true three down back, no Leonard Fournette. And the matchup here is fantastic. Cleveland's allowed the most PPR points to the running back position over their last three matchups. Rashad White, RB one day, loading, start him up.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Gotta love it there, yes sir. Hopefully, Greg, I, hopefully that guy stayed in and heard that answer. Now, you know.
0: Yeah, Ben Gwyn, we hope you know. We hope that you <laughs> you stayed in. You, you got that answer. It's got to be Rashad White for me, uh, especially in PPR leagues. Yes, sir. Greg, your wide receiver start of the week. What do you got this week?
1: Got to go out, guys. Scary Terry McLaurin going against Atlanta. Excellent matchup on the outside. I mean, you know, he's definitely. In uh, games against Atlanta last year, he had a game against Atlanta where he had six receptions for 123, two touchdowns. Uh, I'm looking for that uh, type of performance here against the Atlanta Falcons. You know, I think you know, Favorable is going to be the the leader in targets for sure. Should go close to 10 targets. Um, been getting around that eight or nine number pretty consistently. And um, with the with the matchup on the outside, he, he should be in a great game. Uh, in in a high scoring game possibly too as well. So Terry McLaurin, scary Terry, lock him in.
0: Yeah, man, I love this one. Uh I wish that I had once Carson Wentz suffered his injury, I wish I just sent out a bunch of trade offers for Terry yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the splits with 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 Carson Wentz versus with Taylor Heineke completely shifts this this Washington offense. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. (laughs) Terry Terry McLaurin's been rolling, man. Continue to roll him out there. I'm gonna go with Juju Smith Schuster versus the Rams. I tried to go with Juju a couple weeks ago, but then he got knocked out of the game with a concussion, but he's He's going to have a good day. He's going to have a good day. He's practicing full. He's ready to go. He's got a great matchup here against the Rams in his previous three full games. He scored 22.3, 25.4 and 18.8 PPR points. He's ready to roll in a great matchup against the Rams that allow the third most PPR points to the wide receiver position over their last three matchups. Go ahead
1: and start Juju up. Yeah, man, those numbers sound good to me. I mean, Juju, yeah, he fits for a good, great day.
0: Greg, you tight end start of the week this week. What do you got?
1: Got to go with David and Joku, uh going against Tampa, uh, you know, in a matchup where Tampa's uh, attackable against the tight end position. That's kind of been there the way they funnel their offense for the last couple of years now. So I think, uh, you know, David Njoku should be in a great spot here. Actually, last year against the Bucks had four receptions, 52 yards, and a touchdown. So uh, I think expecting, you know, close to that day, definitely a touchdown, Uh, over 50 yards is is a good day. David Njoku getting healthier, been a solid option for, uh, you know, this Browns offense all season when he's in, uh, close to six and seven targets each game. Um, Being, you know, steady Eddie for them, uh, you know, definitely only one touchdown a year. So, you know, maybe get some touchdown aggression going up and uh, get some more touchdowns. So he should have a good day.
0: Definitely love that one. And Joku's been, you know, one of my one of my guys since coming into the you know coming into the season. And I'm, I'm glad he's coming, you know, coming into uh, his own as a tight end. One uh, obviously dealt with the injury, but it seems like he's getting healthier. Uh, my start sit decision, I pretty much it pretty much also came down to my tight end start of the week here. So uh, going with Gerald Everett against Arizona. Uh, This one was really tough for me. Again, like I said, I was stuck between two guys and McBride and Everett. Both have phenomenal matchups. The Chargers allow the third most PPR points to the tight end position over their last three games, and the Arizona Cardinals allow the most PPR points to the tight end position over their last three games. I think both are great plays, but I'm going with Everett because he has the better matchup. Uh, Mike Williams is out, so there should be targets available. But again, I want to stress both these guys, I think, are are great plays because, again, they have phenomenal matchups and there's targets available to both of them to be had in the middle of the field.
1: Yeah, like that. Jared Everett, man, he, he set up, man. He's got to come through, man. This man's been having the tight end goal for great matchups.
0: Crazy stuff, man.
1: And you get Arizona, so, uh, you know, it's just the pinnacle. It's right Arizona. Here. That's really what it yeah. comes down yeah. to. It's Arizona. Yeah. It's Arizona.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to find a way. They're going to find a way to let Gerald Everett in the end zone. Um, all right. We got a few questions here before we get to some get money here. So let's just fire through these real quick. Benguin comes back. Do you think we sh- you should still start Kyler over quarterbacks like Brady and Carr, even with the hamstring, Greg, what do you, what do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm there as well. Yep. I mean, Brady's playing in the win game against Cleveland, uh, Derek Carr, is playing in Seattle, and and what's another rainy game? Uh, yep. Kyler Murray is going up against Justin Herbert and the Chargers. That game is going to be bananas. Like, yeah, if it doesn't that should be bananas, <laughs> the game should it's only like should go wild.
1: Not yeah, Kyler Murray could be one. Not, there's only like a handful of quarterbacks I want still over him. Yeah, like Josh like, Allen. Yeah,
0: Patrick Lamar Mahomes Jackson to uh Yeah,
1: Joe Burrow, and that's
0: about it. And that's only I think that's only because of the hamstring. That's like yeah. <laughs> you know, if the hamstring was hundred percent in play, like I might be, you know, you know, Kyler might be a top three option for me. But yeah, I, I do understand the concern there, Benguin. You, you know, there's the risk of reaggravation and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I'm still going with Kyler. Uh Titan CW says, Who should I start in my flex? Devontae Smith, Christian Watson, George Pickens, Hollywood Brown, Cam Akers, and Traylon Burks. Well, I think it's Devontae Smith. Uh, Greg, where are you going with this one?
1: Yeah, Devontae Smith is good, but I wouldn't be scared to play Christian Watson as a start, as a flex. Just as, He's just hot right now, super hot right now. I mean, man's got, what, five touchdowns over the last, like, two weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm there to keep riding that wave.
0: Yeah, the thing with Smith, though, is that he's got, like, a 30, I think, last week with the first game without Dallas Goddard, both he and – A.J. Brown saw over, like, a 35% target share. So, uh, yeah, that's probably where I would lean there. But, yeah, I think either one of those are great options. George says, hey, fellas, Christian uh, Cordero Patterson to Christian Watson this weekend. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Christian Watson there.
1: Lean into that Christian Watson, man. Trust it, yo. He, he's, he's here. <laughs> he's here to stay, man. Especially in a game Packers will be down. Uh, yeah, uh, they are going to expect to you know, throw the
0: ball, I think, you know, they're going to rely on him. There you go. There you have it. Um, let's get into some get money. Yes, sir. Uh, Got to get my sound effects here. Mhm. So Greg tied it up in what was a fantastic weekend for him. Um, yeah, I mean, just,
1: once the number one pick really won the game, honestly, if you got Josh Allen, you're gonna win, man. That's really good.
0: to Oh, you mean like I, like I, I wasn't expected to know that Mac Jones was going to be the second highest rated quarterback, the second <laughs> rated quarterback. I wasn't expected to know that, Greg. Right. Oh Daniel, man, Daniel Jones, oh, that guy.
1: Uh.
0: Um. <laughs> so now Greg's tied it up. Uh, if you don't know what you know get money is it is a head-to-head fan duel contest between head-to-head dfs contest on fan duel between greg and myself snake style draft once a player is selected they are removed from the player pool greg gets the first pick in odd weeks i get the first pick in even weeks greg got back-to-back first picks you know because we gave him a thanksgiving pick but anyway let's move on to the matchup here i get the first pick And uh, with my number one pick here, I'm going to go with uh, my guy, my running back start of the week, Rashad White, against Cleveland. He's uh, 6,400.
1: Like that, uh, I'm going to take Austin Eckler as my number one pick, Uh, RB1. Slide him in there, 8,800.
0: I really like that, actually, because I thought you were going to take your running back start of the week and Jeff Wilson Jr., who's actually in my lineup. And now I get to take him. So I'm going with with uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., 7,700, going up against Miami.
1: All right. So I'm going to pivot to taking – because I definitely had him in my lineup as well. Damian Pierce as my RB2, 6,900.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, For my wide receiver one, I'm going my wide receiver start of the week, Juju Smith-Schuster, 6,600.
1: And I'm gonna go with as my wide receiver one. I'm gonna take T. Higgins, 8200. Slide him in there.
0: The first snipe of the day, or not the first <laughs> snipe? My first snipe. Me yeah, getting yeah. Snipe for the Bro, first I'm
1: time. Riding T. Higgins as long as yeah, uh, yeah, to the end, man. Been balling.
0: Okay, that's cool. Um, for my tight end. I'm going with Mark Andrews, going up against Jacksonville, 7,300.
1: I'm going to take my wide receiver start of the week, Terry McCorn,
0: 7,500. Nice, nice. Uh, As my defense, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, 4,900.
1: I'm going to take my quarterback position. I'm going to take my quarterback start of the week, Geno Smith, 7,600
0: nice 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 um in my flex this is going to be an interesting one in my flex i'm going to go with trey mcbride 48. Okay. hey <laughs> saving
1: that chain jesse um yeah i'm in my flex i'm gonna take uh latavius murray 6200 uh going against carolina
0: And because uh, Greg sniped me with my wide receiver, uh, I'm going to go down $100. I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle. He's 8,100. He's got some upside. We'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, As my third receiver, I'm going to have faith, and I'm going to take Traylon Burks.
0: No! No, no, no. No, oh, no.
1: what a great price I mean I'm sure oh. you know getting those big banks for because that Traylon Burks option was pretty cheap so yeah oh. slide him in there it obviously the three year.
0: oh no <laughs> I should have went with him first I knew it as soon as I picked Traylon Waddle I was like oh, I messed up I messed <laughs> up I should have went Traylon Burks oh man yes sir oh that's terrible bro <laughs> Especially because there's like nobody else. In, oh, no, okay. No, I'm just gonna go get my guy Garrett Wilson. He's six. Okay,
1: there you go. There you go. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then my defense, yeah. Oh, no, tight end David Njoku. Tight end start of the week, 5,600.
0: As my quarterback, my last pick, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. My running, my quarterback started. The there week, you go, uh, 8,200.
1: And I'm gonna take real cheap. I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns defense thirty-two hundred. Slide them in there. Okay. Uh
0: so <laughs> damn it, man. <laughs> Mike's so upset. It's crazy that the trailing burks one hurts more than the T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because that Cause it, price, you know, man.
1: It, it all brings in, yeah, it brings a lot together for sure. Oh uh, cheap, cheap price.
0: And they're in the same game. So you get yeah. the uh all right. My uh My quarterback is Lamar Jackson, 8,200. My running back is Jeff Wilson Jr., 7,700. My RB2 is Rashad White, 6,400. Wide receiver one, Juju Smith-Suster, 6,600. My wide receiver two, Jalen Waddle, 8,100. Wide receiver three, Garrett Wilson, 6,000. Tight end is is Mark Andrews, 7,300. My flex is tight end Trey McBride, 4,800. And then my defense is the Kansas City Chiefs, 4,900.
1: Love it. Love it. Got Geno Smith at quarterback, 7,600. Damian Pierce, um, RB1, 6,900. Austin Eckler, first pick, 8,800. Traylon Burks, 5,900 at the wide receiver position. Terry McLaurin, 7,500 at wide receiver two. T Higgins, 8,200 wide receiver three. David Njoka at my tight end, 5,600. Latavius Murray as my flex at 6,200. And the Cleveland Browns defense, 3,200. Yes, sir.
0: It's a great lineup, Greg. A, just particularly those two players that you
1: have. I mean, they have to have been great players. Maybe you, I was also dreaming about your your players, too. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is a bad feeling, man. Greg's about to go up two zero in a week. In the same week. That's how I feel, three man. Three straight wins, too. That'd be a three real straight, straight
1: wins.
0: Oh, man. That hurts, man. It really hurts. Um, everybody, we appreciate you. We appreciate you tapping in with us. Uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy all the football. If you live in the Northeast, stay dry. I'll be out there at that in MetLife watching, uh, hoping Justin Fields plays. Hoping, hoping. Yeah, you love you know. I would love to see that. Yeah. But anyway, y'all appreciate you. Appreciate y'all spending this Saturday morning with us. Have a good one. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll uh, talk to you on Monday. We're out of here.
1: Peace. Yeah...